This is the We Talk Nerd Podcast. A podcast sponsored by PixelPubGaming.com. This podcast is about everything nerd covering games, movies, comics, and technology. Now, now it's time, time to, to get, get nerdy. nerdy. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm skeptical about this topic we're going to talk about today. I'm Andrew, and the future is now, old man. I'm Rob, and I invite Google to embed itself into my life even more than it already is. <laughs> so if you couldn't tell by our intros, we're going to talk about uh, probably what everybody is considering the future for gaming, and that is streaming. Or gaming as a service, right? Or gaming as a service, yes. Yeah, that's a um, good term for it. Yeah. So we had a couple of announcements from a couple of different companies this week about their uh, their gaming as a service, their streaming uh, games directly to you, where you will no longer need a console. Uh, you just need maybe like you know something like a Chromecast or a smart TV or smart some kind of smart device, and just like Netflix, your game will be streamed straight to that device, and all you need is a controller. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we had companies uh, like Google who said, uh, is this Stadia? Mm-hmm. Has their service called mm-hmm. Stadia. Uh, Microsoft is the xCloud, I believe. Um, I'm not sure what Sony is calling theirs. I don't know if they've said if what they're going to call theirs quite yet. And uh, also Amazon is looking into doing it. So it's kind of, it's a pretty stiff lineup. You know, we have two companies uh, who are big, already big into the gaming industry. And then we have two other companies who are kind of just, you know, getting their feet wet with this kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. And then, of course, we're having Nintendo, and they're just sitting over there like, come play our Switch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one thing I was going to mention is even though Amazon and and Google are certainly newcomers to the gaming industry, people play more games on their devices than any other probably in the world. Um, That's true. Meaning, like, Android gaming is a, you know, pretty big deal. And the fact that they could maybe extend that for this uh, Stadia um, Mm -hmm. service, I could really see that taking off and maybe make a very seamless transition. When you Any kind of gaming as a service, you really have to think about, okay, what's all the use cases for this? So I think we're going to go through and talk about a, a couple of them, but I'll put out the, you know, the main one that I can think of is, you know, you're sitting on your couch, you got a big screen TV, it's it's a smart TV connected to the internet, and you're bringing down, you know, next-gen quality uh, console gaming, you know, at, at high resolutions, and maybe with a little bit of lag, I guess we would see. But there's certainly other ones that we'd have to talk about, and I'm not sure that all the answers are really there. Mm-hmm. It's definitely uh, what I would consider being uh, the, like, the cutting edge, where, like, we're just getting there. We're on, like, the very... The very beginning, nothing you know, nothing's gonna be uh, the best that it could be when this kind of first starts. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I like to put, definitely... I like to put out there that Nvidia has been doing this for a while using their platform using the Shield, but it's only local mm-hmm. to your house, right? right. So you can Over Wi-Fi only. That's Steam right. also Wi-Fi. has the the Steam Link. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the the technology has been there, the streaming platform and everything, but. As for like streaming over from their data data centers to your to your house, that's completely different and has a lot of networking and ISP issues. So, uh, I think there's just a lot of skepticism around that. Just basically bandwidth, right? Yeah. 
Yep, I mean, it's really kind of the same. One of the biggest questions, right, is I, I press up on my keypad, you know, how long till it hits that server, my mm-hmm. character jumps, and for the, you know, image to come back to me, you know, is it going to feel natural? It's probably like the same thing they did with whenever people were talking about like Netflix or we're going to stream movies and TV shows directly to you. You know, no equipment on your end besides, you know, just a little stick or something. And people are probably like, oh, how is that going to work? You got all this stuff, you know, in the way. So that's kind of what we're seeing now with gaming. Mm-hmm. Sure. On a higher level, I would say. It's a little bit more complicated than a movie. And because there's no input with that. <laughs> so well, let's, let's, oh, go ahead. Let's go for the where they actually started. They they actually beta tested this using Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Right. Everyone knows about that. Right. Mm-hmm. If you didn't, now you know. Now you know. Well, in in the, in that case, like it started basically <laughs> last year, last uh, I, th- I would think the end of last year, and they started giving out beta keys to people that want to try their service, and Ubisoft mm-hmm. was partnered with them, and they everyone was able to try out a free copy of Assassin's Creed Odyssey for a time, and in in exchange for their beta test and their notes. So I, I know people that have, have been trying it, and they said it's working perfectly fine. Yeah, pretty positive. So, yeah, a lot a lot of positive. And and that game, let's just put it this way, it's an open world adventure game. The input lag can be, like Rob was mentioning, a little bit slow, but it's not necessary to have that twitch, um, you know, twitchy active FPS shooter type gameplay. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, think not was, as not as necessary. Yeah, I think that was a good start for, for that, which is probably why they're moving forward with it really quickly. Mm-hmm. So do you think do we think like could we get to the point where we can use this competitively? Like, are we going to see, uh, instead of going to these large conventions and tournaments, instead of having all these big machines set up where it's just, you know, a couple of local devices being, you know, streamed from uh, a server somewhere. So I think there's a quote on this and this is straight from a, a source that I think is reputable. And Harrison said, um, I fully respect that there is a top is there is a top of pyramid who, who are typically players wearing t-shirt logos and comfy gaming chairs and they invest in lower possible possible latency mouse pads but we're not going to reach those players or or we are not going to reach those players day one but i think that their aspirational pyramid beneath the pinnacle pro players is absolutely for stadia so what they're basically saying is that they're not going to reach the the how much input um is required for esports but it is mm-hmm. going to be you know it's going to be good for at least for the day day to day gaming mm-hmm. yeah. and you know this this is going to require like you're going to need some pretty good internet and i mean a lot of the world doesn't have access to great internet yeah maybe but I would say when you when you think about these companies that are going to be hosting this, right? So I just did a I just actually did a test just now, and I pinged the uh, U.S. East Amazon server, which is in Virginia. Uh, we're we're East Coast, uh, the U.S. is where uh, is where we're recording from, and I've got fifty seven milliseconds to that server. So fifty seven milliseconds is really nothing, especially if we're talking a round trip being, you know, maybe a hundred milliseconds, a little bit over. That's not going to be very noticeable uh, from mm-hmm. a input to, you know, display um, as far as what that would look like. Mm-hmm. I mean, on a competitive side, you know, that's a 
that's a disadvantage on the competitive side. So, sure. you know, at, right now, uh, yeah, definitely, I definitely wouldn't think the competitive scene would want to use it. Not at that, but I think mm-hmm. for couch gaming. Oh yeah, definitely. I think this is, I think this use case is probably pretty well proven. Especially if you can't like, let's say you don't uh, game that often and you only play maybe you know, a couple of new releases a year and you don't want to invest money into a console. You know, you can just every now and then subscribe monthly, mm-hmm. you know, pay your monthly fee and then play the newest release for one or two months until you're done. Yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, they put out some specs about the, the virtualized hardware that uh, would be part of this Stadia experience. They also talked about some of the games coming up for it too. So uh, probably the biggest one um, or the biggest surprise is that Doom Eternal is going to be a launch title for the Stadia. So mm-hmm. that's uh, that's pretty big. It's a big game. Yeah, it's a big game. Yeah, that's certainly gonna you know get some attention uh, to get people over there. Uh, as far as the uh, the Stadia specs, they were comparing this to the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro, and what they showed is that they're actually expecting this to have 10 teraflops of performance, whereas the Xbox One X is somewhere in the high fives. So they're claiming that this is going to be twice as powerful as an Xbox One X. And everybody knows about, you know, those teraflops are very important. Yeah, it's not the best marketing term, but (laughs) they spoke Microsoft's language on that, so. They did. That is what, you know, the teraflops was the big thing at E3 when they unveiled the One X. Okay, so going more technical, is that a server serving up multiple people or just one? Well, they've got no shortage of servers, right? I mean, they've got nothing but capacity. And since it's virtualized, it really can be done across multiple systems. It can be, you know, they, they've got a lot of money invested in the GPU systems. And this might be a premium offering that they could recoup some money on because a lot of it was uh, used for like mining. And <laughs> that's falling off a cliff, right? So what do you do with all those Definitely. GPUs? That's good. Put point. them to good use. That's good point. Yeah. I would just like to think that they could be marketing because we don't know they, they we don't know their back end they they give they give you the specifications but it's like that that server specifically could be serving 100 people splitting it between we don't know mm-hmm. uh, whereas the xbox is dedicated you bought that you know you know it's there it's working so we have to trust in them um because we don't know we don't know how they, much we're paying too exactly that's going to be you know is it going to have a price point that will bring people in um, Is there going to be tiers? Seem to be there, like priorities. Yeah, they've actually st- they've actually stated they anticipate reaching 120 frames per second at 8K resolution, which is <laughs> nice, but it's kind of unfathom. Like I don't know anyone with that kind of <laughs> that kind of a screen that could even display that. I too right. like using high numbers in marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's sure get get us interested. That's fine, but it has to it has to prove it. it. Doom Eternal in my is a very ambitious title because it is high twitchy. Um, I mm-hmm. think that if they are marketing that as their first game, they better be testing it and because those FPS players are going to want that input lag to be very minimum. And yeah. if that doesn't serve mm-hmm. right, you're going to get the internet all on you <laughs> that's just mm-hmm. that's how it is mm-hmm. and it, it's like uh i was kind of thinking about this you know we have you know we have these game launches now that are on game services online games and when a lot of people come on at one time the servers can't handle it you know you also have to say into this like if a lot of people are using this you know uh, stadia at the same time what is the performance going to look like point. is it going to be yeah. 
Is it going to slow down? Is it going to have even more input lag? Or, even, you know, will it even work at all? Sure. Like, is there is there a cap on how many people can be, you know, streaming at, at a time? So one of the things that I would I'd bring up about the big three, I would I would say, as far as uh, Microsoft, Google, and, and Amazon, because they're they're the three leaders in terms of mm-hmm. uh, cloud computing, and what their mm-hmm. capabilities really come down to is it's not so much how powerful these systems are, or even uh, how many people you have on at one time. It's really about the proximity to the person that's using it. So if that's they true. can that's get, true as well. yeah, they have to be able to make that quick connection. And if you think about it, the only thing that you're really is in your upstream is your controller inputs right mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. that's coming through very fast you know it's up is coming through as some ascii character and being translated into input into this into the thing it's basically a virtual keyboard hundreds of miles away right but it's not really it's nothing that's going to slow down the system and then it's streaming the video back after that part's been rendered i don't know that that's necessarily as long as you guys might be thinking it is because from when you press up it's it's going to be there quick and then for the video to come back is really, that's the question is how quickly can they render the image and send it back? Mm-hmm. And if they can do that in a reasonable amount of time, I would think a hundred milliseconds for it to come back would be ambitious, but is probably the right number for it to not feel too floaty. Mm-hmm. I mean, we say this now, but like just as games games of services like destiny and division and anthem I'm not they failed with, with they've all they've all failed <laughs> they've all they've all failed at this at one point it's just is how it is even if it is that simple it is they they've all failed at it um latency server issues you know service mm-hmm. maintenance issues they've all had it um i i only assume that this is going to have it but maybe cuz because of the name google they have better I would think low, low, oh, low companies. Yeah. One of the three is going to mess this up really. Oh, definitely. <laughs> whoever goes first. If I have to guess, whoever goes it's first, it's going to be Microsoft. <laughs> it's going to be Microsoft. Okay. Be, they're known to uh, screw the pooch. Yeah, to put it nicely. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I, I I have no doubt that there's definitely going to be some hiccups at the beginning for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall. You know, this it's kind of a uh, kind of a good thing for gaming as a whole. I yeah. would I would think. I think so. Sure. Depending on the price point. Yeah, depending on the prices. Uh, but you know, these companies are so aren't you know, like oh these aren't the best you know consumer friendly companies either. Yeah, there's really no customer service. <laughs> for, uh, That's true. For Google, you know, if you ever try to get a hold of their customer service, it's really non-existent. Uh, Microsoft, uh, I, I'll just defer, but it's uh, <laughs> the the less said the the better because I've had my run-ins with Microsoft's uh, tech support or, or service, and it's depending upon who you get is you know how it might go. And mm-hmm. Amazon actually has kind of world-class customer service. Um, they do. They may not be able to fix your problem right away, but they will throw enough money at you to make it palatable. You know, whether it's that's another thing. You know, free game All, or yeah. you know, refunds or whatever. They they have deep pockets. Yeah, these three companies they have enough money to, you know, put you know, invest enough to make it successful. These are like you know, some I would say, you know, you know, in the top companies in the world, like with them, you know, money wise anyway, like these are up these are huge companies. This isn't you know this isn't small companies. Mm-hmm. 
So I like to really bring up a huge question, probably the most important question out of all of this. This is a gaming platform, right? It needs good games. Does that mean all of, it, it seems like Bethesda's on board, but how about others? If there's only Bethesda, well, I can only look forward to Skyrim and Doom Eternal. Right? <laughs> Skyrim on Stadia. Skyrim, on Skyrim, Stadia. Will, be, <laughs> Skyrim yeah. will be on Stadia. <laughs> I know, I I know that. Right. We can almost literally stream Skyrim to our smart fridges. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Through Stadia. All you have to do is have the Stadia app on your Samsung smart fridge. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that's this whole thing. Like, I really want to know about the games. If there's no games for this platform, people aren't going to take. People are gonna. I mean, I, they, there was a hype video. We just saw it before. It was a great hype video, but that was all. Um, those those weren't games. Those were just rendered. You those know, were just renders. Renders yeah. and there's hype hype videos. No games. And no, no information about who is on board or something. So, is any, well, do you we, have any more information about that? That Ubisoft is on board because they participated with Got, uh, yeah. with Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. So you can probably figure, you know, your watchdogs genre uh maybe division two might pop up on there i mean there's there's gonna be some things there i I would guess ubisoft is probably looking to align themselves with with gaming like this i mean ubisoft puts a game out on any platform i don't think Mm -hmm. they really care they they were one of the first uh people to really back up the switch with uh third-party games and they always had stuff on the uh, on the wii u which was a very unpopular Mm -hmm. console Mm mm-hmm so All right. well do you guys think we'll see what we're seeing now with like the game libraries on the PC? Like you know, it just started with Steam, but then we have Origin, Battle.net, you play, uh, Uplay, yep. Epic Store. Like will we like would we see eventually like everybody go, Well, I want my own streaming service. I want people to pay me monthly to have my streaming service. I mean Microsoft we is kinda, doing that, right? With their Yeah, and Microsoft we already have pass. the Yeah. The EA access pass now, like like if you wanted to play a game, I'm gonna have to pay fifteen dollars a month to every single one of these companies to play their game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing is it's it's gonna be fragmented. There's going to be a split, and it's really gonna be who has the most compelling offering. I I, I feel like Microsoft is gonna be a little bit behind because they're not gonna get the the Sony uh, right. support. They mm. they might get the Nintendo support because I don't know. They're that getting Nintendo they're getting pretty friendly. Them. Yeah, they're, they're right doing now. some stuff, so you never know. I mean, if they could, depending they just upon said their offering, recently, right? They recently just said they want uh, Xbox Xbox Live to be available to be on any kind of system. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Xbox Live features already coming for a game on Switch, like we talked about before the stream. Uh, I think he even said when we talked about it, like, if PlayStation was up for it, he would even let you know Xbox Live be on PlayStation. But then you know that's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, that'd uh, be pretty rough. So this is my like overall question to you guys: Is we are PC gamers, right? Mm-hmm. We love our PCs. We love the high end PCs, right? Oh yeah, sure. that means seeing the best it can be. You know, getting the possibly the highest GPUs to support not only 4K but like higher F higher frames because in my opinion i like higher frames so is this going to be a service that you guys are going to use for like pc gaming or maybe out out in your your living room or is it something you just let's nah, forget it like i have my own gaming pc it's fine that's a good question because um, to me personally i mm, 
Uh, depending on how well it is, I might use it for like Rob said, if I'm sitting on my couch, but I'm not going to use this for when I'm definitely in a hardcore gaming where I want to game. Like my mindset is like, I want to game, right. only game. Right. I'm going to go to my PC. But if I'm sitting on the couch and like hanging out with the family or something, I might be like, yeah, I'll just, I can you know stream this game, get a couple, maybe like an hour or two into it and pick it back up later on the PC for mm-hmm. the hardcore sessions. All right. Or it might be good for multiplayer couch. I think it'd be great yeah. for multiplayer or even simulating couch co-op. Because you really mm-hmm. could have that mm-hmm. shared screen type of uh, experience, ability. like the Mario Party type stuff. Yeah, definitely. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see who else will try to get in on this. I, I think if they had the ability or or the desire to do so, I think Valve would own the world with this if they decided <laughs> to offer a streaming service for their games hmm. where maybe they have you, the library for it. Well, that's, that's just sure. it. You know, they, they could run patch, you know, maintain all these games on, you know, on a streaming service. Um, I, can't I, I think I definitely see, yeah. I think I see them more, uh, at least right now, like aligning themselves with one of the, the big ones. If they do, right that will be the winner. So if yeah. Microsoft has a big enough dump truck full of cash and gets Valve to stream <laughs> over theirs, that may be the winner because I've already got you know way more games than I'll ever play in my entire life in my Steam library. Definitely, and if I could stream them, you know, to my phone or to the couch, my Samsung smart fridge, yeah, or my Samsung smart fridge, uh, then that's value that I don't currently have. You know, I have to sit down at my computer at my computer desk, play games, you know, through Valve. Mm-hmm. It's just, or through mm-hmm. Steam. It's just not, uh, not something I can do otherwise. <laughs> All of this talk is like back in my day, <laughs> yes. we had to, end, <laughs> we had to sit and with four controllers in front of an, we had to go up to the computer room. <laughs> yeah. This is a pretty amazing stuff. Um, you know, just, just, I, I really am hope hopeful for the price to be at a good price point, uh, of course, and then for the just the latency. That's, I that's think for you'll me. see. I think you'll see no hardware cost outside of a controller. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there'll be some hardware that it wants for the controller. Some something that you have like an initial hardware, like in terms of like if you don't already have some kind of streaming device or you know, depending on. Like if, but like, say you don't like, you just have a TV. You don't have like a Apple TV or a, smart TV. a Fire Stick. Yeah. yeah, like our smart, like something with smart, like where whatever they put this app on, because it's going to be an app. Like wherever they put this app on, you have to have that a device that can uh, stream that app. Sure, and that that becomes a little confusing because uh, Google will do theirs through the uh, Chromecast. We'd assume Amazon oh, yeah. would do theirs through the Fire Stick or the Fire TV or the Firebox or whatever they've got. Xbox mm-hmm. does it through, or Microsoft does it through the Xbox. You know, what's probably their, a PC. I mean, definitely, definitely PC and Xbox for sure. Like mm-hmm. right now, I would say any kind of Windows device, even. So that a lot of people have Windows devices, but most people have them as a computer in the office mm-hmm. or, or a laptop the, or something, or in the laptop, right? But they don't necessarily have it hooked up to their TV. You know, th- th- you may be removing some of the couch aspects right. of this. Who is going to uh, team up with Apple for like the iPhone app? I feel like you're going to watch them just or observe them just kind of watching this all pass them by. Yeah. I don't see Apple being involved at all. Their turtlenecks are too high to see. 
their That's home products <laughs> are not terribly exciting. Like the HomePod is one of the worst selling home, oh, yeah. home speakers there is, and it mm-hmm. and it should be one of the most popular. Interesting, interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Future, yes, the future. I'm curious to is... think what or to hear what our uh, our listeners might think. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and you so, can uh, talk to us. Either you know you can email us at pixelpubtv at gmail dot com. You like to hear questions, feedback, but also comments. Any comments, you know, whether that be iTunes or SoundCloud or Spotify, that's that sort of thing. Um, likes are appreciated, and then of course you can visit our Discord. Our Discord is open conversation. We are going to open up a a podcast area, and then that area you the can Stadia ask us questions. The Stadia area. <laughs> Yeah, you can you can talk to us. Uh, we we're we're always always listening to our to our members and and our our listeners, and we want to hear from you as much as possible. The We Talk Nerd podcast is part of the Pixel Pub Gaming community. For more information regarding our community and the games we play, please visit pixelpubgaming.com. Join our Discord partnered community, gain XP for chatting, earn levels, and enter our giveaways. Please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash pixelpub. The We Talk Nerd podcast is made possible because of listeners like you. Support us by sharing this podcast with your friends and leaving us a five-star review. See you, nerds.